Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. You can hear me in the background before you put me on. Yeah, yes, you were coughing and kind of clearing your throat and that kind of stuff. We could hear you. No, I don't think y'all could hear me. I was I was getting down on some crunching munch. That so. was it. I, we, I could hear a noise. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> could have been clearing your throat. Crunching munch. How about that? Yeah. Man, you can get by with it. I can. If Rick and I try to eat on the air, boy, we get blasted. Well, he no didn't think he was on the air yet. That's okay. I didn't know that anybody could well, hear that's me. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Let's talk with J.K. J.K.'s been holding. J.K., you got a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, I know this is not Trey's forte, but, you know, my daughter, she's playing basketball here, and she asked me the other night, and she said, I wonder why Nick Smith didn't even come out and say anything about what's going on, because she's followed his career, and she thought she would get to see him this year, and it's unfortunate, but uh, I'll hang up and listen. I just thought that was a, a question that I haven't heard from an 18-year-old. So, um, you think Thank he should you, make Jack a statement? He's wondering. I guess his daughter wonders why he hasn't made a made a statement. I can tell you this from now. I mean, he's put stuff out on you know Twitter and stuff like you know, but nothing about. Nothing about his his injury or his playing status or anything. Uh, I will say the University of Arkansas's policy is they don't ever bring injured guys to the media room. Like we don't ever. I mean that's talking to sports information. They'll tell us that you know like we'll ask if somebody's injured or if they're okay, and he says we'll never bring we never bring injured players into the media room. So. But you know if. If there was an update on his status, if, if you knew he wasn't going to play, if they know he's not going to play, they ought to they ought to put it out there. They ought to say for he's each not and every play. game that he doesn't play. That no, for, for if he's not going to play the rest of the season, oh. if he is, they ought to put out a target date. I mean, this this has been Trey. You, you haven't heard me say this, but I've said it a couple times in the air. It's like Lucy with the football. Mm-hmm. You know, she keeps pulling the football away. Nick, oh, he's going to be back next week. Oh, he's going to be back. You know. Um, he told, he told uh, Jimmy Dykes when Jimmy did a game two weeks ago tonight that he'd be back in two weeks. So that's tonight or Saturday. We haven't heard anything since then, and that's Nick Smith Jr. said that. But that's that that is the only, and that's because Jimmy Dykes went up and asked him. So, anyway, I yeah. You know, Musselman's a, always said no comment or no right, updates. Right. No updates exactly. is what he said. And that's his privilege of doing and. He knows more what he's doing than I do, but I just think that if there comes a point, if he's not going to play, just go ahead and say it. It's okay. Nobody's going to hold it against him if he doesn't play. We, we get that. But there is, on the other hand, there is no deadline. There is no mandate that they have to update us at all. No. Right. Correct? That's true. Right. Which is why we should move to more of a pro model. 
Because the right. NFL, for example, has to release injury reports. Right. In that's college, right. coaches are always very cryptic. In fact, that's one of the big reasons that we don't have open practices is because of injured players. That's right. They don't want it leaking out. But in the NFL, you have to release an injury injury report. You talk about you know, college sports gambling and, and all those things that is, is out there nowadays or gambling on all sports. But for college sports, one of the big things, you know, that – a big part of gambling uh, is, um, you know, is, is fantasy, daily fantasy, you know, year-long or season-long fantasy. And one of the things that I have an alarm set on my phone every Sunday to make sure that I check the injury report <laughs> for the NFL games. Oh, my gosh. You know, I don't want to start an injured player. And in college, right. you may do that and have no idea until the game kicks off. So is, a lot, is that building for a fantasy team? Is that what you're doing, Trey? Yeah, like if you're playing fantasy football, you know, right. or fantasy basketball, or, you know, you can do it for college players. You right. can do daily fantasy. You can do season-long fantasy with your buddy, with your buddies or just, you know, put together a, a fantasy team for, you know, one weekend. And you they do that for college, too. And if you do it for college, then you may start somebody who's injured and not and have no way of knowing. So I'm just saying it makes it – it probably makes it less fun for the gambler to play college – to gamble on college sports versus, you know, NFL sports when the injury reports aren't out. You know really more about – The only what... gambling I do is the stock market, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little crypto. <laughs> That's about it. Savage, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir. You know, Rick, when you talk about Charlie Brown, when, relating to the Nick Smith saga, I hear the, the teacher, womp, 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 womp. It's the same stuff every day. But yeah, well, it's the same stuff with Nick Smith every day. We don't know if he's going to play or if he's not. Same thing. Right. You know, and Trey, on the, give, me, give me a little background on the strength and conditioning coach. Is he more of a bulk up and get, get heavier, or is he more speed? And then defensively, what's this coach bringing? Is it three, four, three down, four down linemen? What do these two coaches bring to the table? And I'll get off. I appreciate it. Yeah, so we're definitely going to see more four down linemen, and um, they're going to be more aggressive from what we understand. That's at least the plan right now. But I think you definitely see them migrate to more four-man front moving forward. Uh, as far as strength staff, Ben Souders, he's got two other coaches hired. One came from Texas, and the other uh, was in Georgia. He was a uh, head strength coach for baseball there. Um, and, and the other guys, um, I, I know he played for Texas, and he, he's been strength conditioning there. I know they've hired their nutrition staff. They just have two other full-time strength coach hires uh, at this time, in addition to Souders, so three total, and nutritionist hired. Um I think she comes from Florida. As far as his philosophies, I mean, you've got to do everything. You've got to be flexible. Flexibility equals strength also. I mean, you can't just be tight and strong. That's not how it works. Um, but, yeah, you've got to uh, – I think one of the big problems that Sam Pittman had with Jamil Walker is the team was not as strong as they should have been down the stretch at the end of the season. And, you know, we talked about this offensive line. You know, you returned four multi-year starters off last year's team. It's a veteran group regarded as one of the best offensive lines in the SEC. 
And I don't know about you guys, when they got down to the goal line, they sure seemed like they had a hard time getting a push mm-hmm. against just about everybody. I mean, they struggled at the goal line all year around, and I think that was maybe something that kind of opened Sam Pittman's eyes up. And, you know, they've got all kinds of, you know, analytics and stuff, stuff that tells them about, you know, how guys are finishing practices, their strength throughout the season. I mean, they've got all kinds of stuff like that. So they know where things are trending. So I absolutely think that one of the reasons that Pittman made a change and hired Souders is because he wants them stronger bottom line and everything else i mean you've got to do everything else and we've had strength coaches come through here who um you know not head strength coaches but assistant strength coaches who focused on yoga you know i mean that's and that makes sense too because yoga is a lot about core strength and flexibility balance um you know so we've had guys come through here with all different kinds of philosophies and I think the four-man front, isn't that really at the emphasis of Coach Pittman? He's really been wanting yeah. to play four-man the last couple of years, has he not? It, just based on, I mean, I've been to or, been to or seen every press conference that he's ever done, <laughs> and just his language, because uh, you learn to kind of read between the lines, his language over the last year or so has kind of indicated to me that he would like to be more of a four-man front. Um, it's just that – and we saw more four-man front last year. The defense played more, I think, last year than they ever have. Uh, you know, the first year when the secondary was a real strength and you had Catalan and, you know, Fouché, Brooks, all those guys, the secondary was a real strength, Monteric Brown. Uh, you know, that's when they ran that 3-2-6 more often. Uh, last year you saw a little bit of a mix, probably should have gone more four-man front because the secondary was so depleted, such a disaster. Um, but moving forward, I think definitely see more four-man front as a base defense. Let's talk with Sharp. No, let's not. We keeping track of these? <laughs> I feel like I should have a quota every month. Keep score. Yeah, you need to keep score. Okay. Um, Betty wants to know uh, from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback if Nick Smith does not play any college games this season, then goes pro next year. Would the NCAA let him play for the Razorbacks when college games do not conflict with the pro <laughs> schedule? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not. That'd be not, nice. No. Spar him every once in a while for a big game. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, my goodness gracious. Some of this is uh, silly. Um, Good silly. NASCAR guy says in SEC home games, Kentucky has gotten a total of 27 more free throws than the visiting team. Good luck beating the referees as well. That's pretty typical, isn't it? Yeah. Not at Ar- I mean, not to the Arkansas home games, it's not. Well, no, <laughs> had, not It hasn't been this year anyway. Sometimes no. it is. Not this year. It's been pretty astounding how the second half of games, how many fouls, um, the, the, the discrepancy in, in foul shots in, in second half of games this year has been – I mean, it's been, it's been ridiculous, really. But, 
I don't know. What do you guys think about tonight? Would you, did, did you have a prop bet that said the Mitchell twins are going to get five and a half combined, uh, five and a half combined uh, blocks? Mm-hmm. Is that the prop bet? What, that, what made you choose five and a half? Um, because one is averaging three. The other is average. Uh, both of them. Uh, one, four and three, I think, is seven total. And uh, They're averaging seven blocks? Between them, yes. In the, SEC the Mitchell play. Twins? Yeah. Oh, in SEC play. SEC play. That's yeah. a lot of games. Yeah. That's 10 games, though. I, I, I think against Kentucky, that's going to be tough. Against I don't think Officer they're going to block Sheboy many times. Yeah. Well, Sheboy had 37 points and 24 rebounds against Georgia on January 17th. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> no matter what he did the rest of the season, which yeah, is also, right. you know, like 16 and 14 on average. Against Florida. I've got, I've got the Mitchell Twins points. averaging just under three blocks per game on yeah. the season. Obviously, yeah. you know, the SEC dynamic has changed more. a little bit in SEC play with both of them seeing the floor more. So, mm-hmm. By the way, yeah. Sheboy against Florida. Had four points and, and fifteen rebounds, so he's he's he doesn't score every game, but he's obviously his scoring average makes him most times he scores points. And combine that with both of them rebounding, and that's where I came up with the eleven and a half combined rebounds. So anyway, interesting prop bet. Uh, let's talk to Barry. Barry, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, Trey. Uh, yeah. If they're going to run four down linemen, uh, are they going to run a 4-3 three with three linebackers? I think it'll be more of a 4-2-6. Well, that'd okay. be interesting. That's you get a penalty would... every play. Or, excuse me. <laughs> four, two, I had 3-2-6 in my head. <laughs> three, two, six. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know. They're going to they're they're gonna, they're gonna let them. They hey, felt look. so bad for them last year. <laughs> That's right. Giving up more passing yards than anybody else yes. in the country. They figured yeah. just give them one more D back. <laughs> they ought to do that. If you finish well, last, yeah. they give you an extra defender. That's good. I like that. I thought that's what right. Trey was getting at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, yeah, when I played in high school, we did run a 4 3. So mm-hmm. we actually had uh, four down linemen and three linebackers. But I didn't know that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Barry. I the like old three two six track concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four two six. Um let's see. Caleb wants to know, Trey, where do you see Dominic Johnson fitting in next season? Can he compete for more playing time? If he can get healthy, I think so. I mean you talk about a guy that would have helped him at the goal line a lot. I mean uh, he definitely would have. Uh, I've always liked Dominic Johnson. He, I, I like his story. I'm like he's, you know, kind of undervalued. Uh, but he's, I think he's a really good running back when he's healthy. It's just got to get him healthy. Two ACL tears is not. That's tough to come back from. It's, I, it's it happens. I mean, Jamal Lewis. I remember at uh, Tennessee and in the NFL, he tore two ACLs and had a spectacular career after that. Early in his career, he tore ACLs. Uh, so it can happen, you know, for a bigger back to, you know, undergo something like that and bounce back. But um, I think uh, 
Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, Randy, how to sign up for this Saracen app so I can put money on this prop bet and bet the under <laughs> on five and a half blocks between the two guys. If anybody can do it, you can do it, okay? So. <laughs> make my if, anybody, first if you're asking me for help, you're in trouble. All right, Craig, <laughs> we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye, the straight video of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher, record service company. <laughs>